and gentlemen, it's your girl Ree with Retake, a podcast on perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our season opener for season two. Today, I'm super excited to speak with you. I have a special guest. Her name is Andrea. I'm going to go ahead and allow her to introduce herself when we go ahead and give her a call. This girl is amazing. Feminist, activist, writer, like initiator, anything that you can think of, this girl is. She has two poetry books, self-published. She's literally amazing. Um, Lives in California currently. I'll let her give more information on her because I could literally go on and on and on and it won't make any type of sense. But let's get her on the phone. I'm gonna call her right now. You're gonna listen to me call her. Here it is ringing. Oh, she got it on the first ring, y'all. Welcome. Hey, girl. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So as I was telling the people, I was literally going off on a little tangent about how dope you are. I said this is Latina, activist, feminist, initiator, anything you could think of, it's Andrea. She has two freaking self-published poetry books out. So I'll let you do your own little introduction and then I'll give you your special topic of today. Uh, thank you so much for that. It means a lot. Um, yeah, so I have my first two self-published books out on Lulu. It's on my um, in my bio, um, my where I have all the links for everything and my podcast links and everything. Hold on, tell um, them what bio. <laughs> um, Andrea Ivana with one N. So it's Andrea I V A N A H um, on Instagram, and then the link in my bio um, will take you. That's my website. It will take you to all the links. Uh, my podcast, Getting Gritty with Andrea, talks about my books specifically, like the poems and like um, issues that I'm trying to bring to the forefront. Um, I have my third book coming out soon. I can't have a release date yet just because it's still going to print. But yeah, so I have my third book coming out as well. So be on the lookout for that. Yes, <laughs> and I'm ma'am. working on a fourth. Yeah, I'm working on a fourth book, a comic book, actually. So it'll be pretty short. But it's gonna be a Latina um, superhero. So yeah, so that's all I'm gonna say about that one. <laughs> we love a Latina um, superhero. That's what you are, girl. <laughs> yeah, queer, queer Latinx superhero. I mean, there's more coming out, you know, that are you know for the people, more people of color, you know, um, superheroes out there and feminine, you know, um, women. So I just think it's awesome and ones that are not just like they're just to be over sexualized, you know, not just there to look good, you know, and have, like, outfits that just don't make sense sometimes, that don't look comfortable, <laughs> so I'm yes. trying to, like, add to that, you know, and just, you know, have a superhero that's, you know, for the people, and, you know, cares, even if it's a small town, and that's trying to actually bring change, um, you know, so just, uh, trying to just decolonize the system, you know, the system, little by little. <laughs> Our poor broken um, system, aren't you the person to do that, girl? That's facts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So the first two books, I mean, Gritty um, was published, what, like two years ago now or a year ago? No, about a year ago. It feels so long ago, though, because the, um, the things I'm talking about in there are still very relatable. They're always going to be there are issues that are still present from hundreds of years ago till now. Because, like I said, the system that we lived in, it, live in is colonized and patriarchal centered and white centered. Right. And it's privileged. 
So the, the issues that I talk about in both these books and that I would continue to always talk about will be around the same just because they're so prevalent, you know, and I feel like a lot of them need to be discussed and they're taboo, um, such as abortion, um, domestic violence, intimate partner violence, um, family addiction, um, such as alcohol, drugs, um, it'll talk about in the future, I'm going to talk a little bit about incarceration, um, talking about family, like culture, Latinx culture, and specifically at least what I witnessed, because I don't want to be overgeneralizing just because I'm Mexican Salvadorian, but I can't speak for all of, of course, uh, Latino cultures and Hispanic cultures. Mm -hmm. But it, I do talk a lot about at least what I've seen in my Salvadorian culture and a little bit from my Mexican side. Um, I do speak on like the traditions and how those are important, but what I've seen is a little bit, it's kind of toxic. They need to change. They need to be open, more open-minded. As the times change and as we are growing, we need, our culture needs to also evolve as well. And we can't just do it. It's just, it has to be a collective thing. So mm -hmm. I talk about my family a lot, like a lot, a lot. So people might, you know, at the end of all my books might be like, well, I already know her family damn near better than mine, you know, because I'm like always talking about them. But it's just because like, I've always been told I need to be quiet about shit. So this that. is my... Mm -hmm. This is my way of um, rebelling, I guess, and just resisting. It's not even so much of like, you know, it's not an F you to fam my family or to my culture at all. It's not an F you necessarily to anything specific, except the colonized system we live in. That's it. That's the only F you I really put in there. But it's, um, it's really is just like me. It's a lot of anger in there, but it's also, it's just frustration. It's sadness. I'm like, I just show like the raw emotions that I have about everything in here. Um, and it's just like, it's just the fact that I, it's, I'm so frustrated because I want it to change. It's not that all tradition is bad. It's not that, you know, all aspects of our culture, my family is bad or horrible. It's just that there are plenty of things that need to be improved that could definitely, like, they could definitely learn and do better. They need to do better, and we have to acknowledge that when we're doing wrong. And there is a lot of stuff that we have in our culture, especially, like, um, racism towards black or our dark, darker-skinned brothers and sisters and queer folk. Mm-hmm. Facts. And I think, um, just to kind of like sum everything up that you just said, I love it. Y'all, did y'all feel her just stand up on that soapbox? I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> but I think one of the greatest parts about your poetry is it's simply your truth. Like in a world where people, um, choose to be so disguised and choose to kind of just like keep it quiet because they don't feel as though it's what they need to say. It's what they need to do. It's what people need to hear. I feel like yeah. you kind of, you push past that fear and you push past that uncomfortability and you go ahead and you speak your truth and your truth is important. So, I mean, to kind of move into the topic, because this, I mm -hmm. felt like you would be perfect to break this one apart. <laughs> Mind you, y'all, Andrea was just sitting there telling you about all the shit that she believed in. I, I done told y'all she's an initiator, an activist, a feminist, all the above and everything in between. But uh, mm -hmm. I just proved myself right. Did I not? <laughs> so basically what I wanted to talk to you today is speaking out during difficult times. I feel like if there's anybody that I genuinely know that knows how to do that, it's you. For And that's for a fact. And it's not mm -hmm. just because of your poetry. It's the way that you reach out to people. It's the way that you refuse to conform to society. It's the way that you push past your limits regardless of the fact that they scare you and things like that. And I just want yeah. you to know, y'all, I have Gritty literally in my hand right here. Her <laughs> dedication, literally, Andrea's dedication says, 
for those whose voices have been taught to suffer in silence and keep their stories buried for others' comfort and convenience. I will not anymore. And literally, I just got the chills reading that to y'all. Not to be dramatic, but to be dramatic, <laughs> I have the chills. And I think that's so important. And one thing that Andrea doesn't even know, and that y'all don't know, well, y'all know now, but if you listen to the intro for season two, I blatantly and specifically said that I had taken a break from my podcast. I had taken a break from speaking out because I felt as though I didn't know how to form my words in a manner that would be positive for people. I didn't know how to put the things that were in my head out there to the world without bringing somebody into the abyss with me. And I feel like that is something that our world kind of suffers with so much. And you kind of bring a beautiful light to that. Like regardless of the suffering, you still speak about it. And regardless of how much it hurts to speak about it, you still choose to because you know there's that one person there's at least one person that needed to hear it. And I feel like that's amazing that you do that. So what would you say is your biggest urge to speak out during those difficult times? Especially like times like, I don't want to get too into like all of our freaking, oh God, our racial calamity that's taking place right now. But as far as like quarantine and feeling like disassociated from everything and away from the norm like what helps you to urge yourself to speak out in any type of difficult time i think it's seeing people hurt um i'm an empath from from birth i mean i'm kind of conditioned to be (laughs) tragic that's the simplest way to put it shit it's painful It's just the end, like, we're just empaths, like, I could tell you as well, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing, like, I'm sure, like, it is, it is amazing, it's a, I think it's a blessing, but it is also very much a curse, and I don't think people take that into consideration all the time, that we, to, to a fault, will feel people's pain, and we'll want to change it so bad that we'll almost self-destruct ourselves, we'll self-sabotage or not give ourselves respect at some point, because we'll be giving so much of ourselves to someone else or other people, you know, at their expense, and that, and they don't always ask, they don't always ask, so it's not that it's other people's fault all the time, not at all, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, that's in our nature, but it's, I think it's also been conditioned, so as a, as a, as a female, um, um, as a female, and just, um, from my family, and just specifically, at least my dysfunctional, you know, immediate family, like how my, my mother kind of conditioned me to be like that in a way too of like trying to be the mother and the caretaker of everyone Mm -hmm. it's not that's what's to a fault I think how we've been raised I feel like it's a lot of women that can you know um agree to that and attest to that we've been kind of you know we grew up like that having to be a second mom to everybody especially if you've got siblings or something you're always taking care of them and um I think but at the same time I feel like there is some of us out there, at least many of us that have that are just have been born like that and I think it's it is a blessing to be cultivated. It is a blessing that we need to rein in, hone in on and make sure we balance it out because that's been a battle for a long time and I'm barely, barely now, like this year, last year to this year, really figuring out how is it that I need to balance it. And it's it's hard because there's times where you feel guilty still for whatever reason it's irrational it's totally irrational because you feel like you're being selfish for taking time to yourself for taking a hiatus like you did which i think things like that are imperative you need to do that 
Like, you have to for yourself. And I think that's a form of self-love. And there's times where you got to be quote-unquote selfish and refuse to help some people. And that's not and that's not a bad thing. But, hey, like, as impacts, we're going to feel like, fuck, like, I'm a bad person right now. With, like, I'm shitty right now. And it's just like, no. You don't need to give yourself to people all the time. You give what you can, and mm-hmm. then you keep for yourself. You have to. Like, there's, you're still a person at the end of the day. You have to feel your own spirit. But I think what, it's a blessing because, I don't know, like, I always just felt like that from day one. And, like, when times are really hard, like this quarantine and all this stuff happening, I'm always, like, I don't know. I just... I just feel like people are suffering and there's some people that are suffering silently and I want them like I wanted people like when I wanted help or I wanted to be able to talk to people I want them to feel like they have a safe space because I didn't know that for a long time so I wanted to help create that I can't make it for people because that's not just up to me and I'm not freaking you know God or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not the universe but I feel like it does take one person at a time. It just takes someone to at least try and reach out. So I just want, I just want to help. That's like literally, that's it. Bottom line, I just want to help people. If they're gonna suffer, at least you're not suffering alone. Because I can't take your suffering away, but I sure can help fucking try to like be there with you. Because it does take individual effort and collective effort. It yes, takes ma'am. A community. I hear everything that just. I swear. If, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and you feel as though you are this type of person, you know, there are some that will be, there are some that won't be. You'll be like, some people are like, Rhiannon and Andrea, y'all are wild right now. Like, why Why the fuck do you care so much? Why? I wish, some, there are some days where I wish I did not care as much as I do. Like, some people are like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm not going to just plant my fucks anywhere. And I'm like, it's but I do. I absolutely 100% do. On things that most people wouldn't care about, I absolutely 100% care. And if you are unaware of what an empath is, you can Google it, you can check it out. But basically, empaths are hypersensitive people that are very, 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 very in touch with another person's emotional well-being. So some people might be sitting here like, how the hell, like, shut up, Brandon, like, how, no, like, I deadass, I mean this 100%. Mm-hmm. The only way that I can explain it personally, and I'll use, like, my spirituality, if this is what you believe in, that's totally fine, but just take the premise of what I'm saying, but when you think about, like, Christ carrying the cross, right, that man was carrying yeah. the cross, he was doing it on his own, you know, he wasn't asking for help at first, blah, blah, blah. When it comes to somebody that I love, or even someone that I've just met, but for someone that I love, the feeling is so profound. When I see someone I love go through pain or hurt or sorrow, I feel like I see them carrying their own cross and they're not asking for help, right? But even though they're not asking for help, I'm gonna go to the hardware store and I'm gonna say, okay, can you make a replica of that cross right there so I can carry it on my back? Mind you, I'm already carrying my own, but I'm gonna carry yours as well. But the thing is, I do that with every single individual that I care about. Sometimes people I don't even, like, it could be somebody I just met. I feel like I can feel their energy. I can feel their pain. Like, I can look into their eyes and see, like, what they've been through or that they've gone through something recently or that they're currently going through something. So just like you said, dude, it's totally a blessing and it's totally a curse, but it's how you choose to perceive it. So... If you are that person that is sitting here struggling with your emotions and you're struggling with the pain that you see and you're struggling with the chaos of the world, it's so important to use the voice that you have, literally. Just like Andrea said, 
I think it is so profound that this woman, like, I swear, if y'all get to know Andrea, if you ever get the opportunity to just dive into this woman's mind, like, she is 100% amazing. The things that she has overcome, how woke she is, the things that she has thrown herself into, like, negative things and pulled herself out of, like, her story is profound. And I think, I mean, y'all know I'm a reader. I love books. So I'll be spending all the money on books. But if there is one book, whether you're a man or you're a woman, just trying to, you know, understand someone's mind or maybe understand your own mind, like, get her books. Get her books. Follow her on Instagram. Look at her little poetry things that she does. And check out her podcast. Like, support your friends. Support your friends that you feel like are being quiet. Support your friends that you feel like are being loud. Like, dive into those uncomfortable conversations that people in this day and age are so unwilling to have. Like, you can literally look outside. You can check the news. You can check Instagram, Twitter, whatever you're looking at. And you can see that there's chaos in this world. There are hurting people in this world. Every single one of us has a story of pain. And sometimes it's constant pain. Sometimes there's so much within yourself that you need to overcome that you really just, you need some help or you need some more time to dive in. Like I kind of discussed in the intro for this season two, I literally took, I think it was almost three months, dude, I'm not, I don't even, I'd have to check, but it was almost three months. I had to take a break from this podcast, y'all three months to dive into myself and I'm telling you it has been an ugly fucking three months that's the simplest way to put it but healing is ugly it's ugly that's that's the thing that the world forgets to tell you you know we get this Instagram version of life like it's supposed to look like this it's supposed to look like that you're supposed to be happy on vacation making money that it's not always like that the healing process is hard when you are diving into yourself, you are sitting face to face with the ugliest parts of you. And you are having to understand those. You're having to dive into those. And that's why people, I gen, this might be my opinion, but I genuinely feel like that's why people don't like to work on themselves. That's why I don't like to work oh, on yeah. myself sometimes. I do it daily, but I don't like to because I'm not diving into the part of Rhiannon that y'all see. Like, I'm not diving into the bubbly, funny, laughing you know, like prosperous, successful woman. Hell no. I'm diving into that insecure girl. I'm diving into the impact that is constantly in pain. I'm diving into this aggressive Latina. I'm diving into the child within me that still has yep. not healed from the things that have taken place. Like I'm diving into the ugly shit. And that's all I want everyone else to do is to understand that like, hey bro, like this world is cold. Like it's beautiful, but it's cold. You have to yes. dive into the, the pieces of you that are hurting so you can get the parts of you to become better. Yes. Tell them off my soapbox. What you got to say? Just <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, definitely what you said. Every single thing. And that's what exactly when you said it, the inner child, that's what I was going to say. And that's the hardest part is to face those. Um, yeah, that shit is hard, bro. Like, for real. Like, I had... Um, it's the same thing, like, these months, especially when you're in quarantine, and I think that's one of the scariest parts. It's not just the getting sick and the death. Like, of course, those things are horrible and they're tragic. They're fucked. That's a lot. But it's also actually the fact that we're stuck in the house and we have to be forced to realize, or wherever you're at, um, not even just, like, other dangers, like, because there's people being stuck with their abusers, their family, like, who maybe are abusive or just, you know, like, a little too much sometimes, or there's stuff with roommates don't even really like, or friends, or whoever, you know? Like, you're just stuck, and you, it, it gets crazy, but I think one of the, like, the 
hardest, hardest things is that we're actually being forced to like sit there with ourselves and you're like even if you have work you have to come back and you're like sitting I don't know you just have to sit there and it gives you that time that you probably didn't think you that you didn't have before and that you you kept saying you did it because some of that is excuses because I was doing that shit too talking about I didn't have time for this and that or whatever or I can't rest like I just can't rest but now that the fact that we're being forced to rest you're also being forced to sit there with your thoughts and like really like dive deep and feel like all that stuff that like you said is coming out all them insecurities all the fucking like all the shit all the trauma like it's just it's a lot and i think that's especially why it was like i felt like it was i needed to come out and that's why i came out with my podcast and why i was like working on my third book and i'm you know like just trying to check on people here and there and like you know i don't know it's just i just felt like i know this is a hard time like in many different ways and it's not just the upfront you know pandemic yeah. it's just the fact that we've had to come to a halt and people don't know what to do with that. And, like, I didn't. Because there's still days I'm like, fuck, I'm supposed to be doing something. But I'm like, no, god damn it. Like, I should be able to just rest. Yes. Like, it's that's a lot yes, every day. Yes, 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 yes. That's true. I, that's, that is one beautiful thing about the pandemic. I will say I've lost my shit multiple times. Anybody who yep. knows me said, bro, there has been some shit that I have put myself in the midst of. I'm, I've been disappointed in myself several times. But, hey, I'm learning. I'm growing. Nobody's here to change me. Nobody's here to save me. Nobody's even here to help me if I do not want to be helped. And I hope y'all carry that with you every single day. And any person that you encounter, whether it's your parents, your boyfriend, your best friend, your brother, whoever it is, always remember that you cannot change anybody. You cannot save anybody and you cannot help anybody that doesn't want to be helped. All you can do is love someone and be there for them. And if you cannot do that, that's just what it is. Some people you have to love at a distance. Some people you do have yep. to let go of. Sometimes that shit is painful. But that is a part of growth. That is a part of becoming yourself. That is a part of learning how to speak to yourself during these difficult times. And that's what's been beautiful about this whole pandemic is we're forced to heal as a collective. We are forced to sit here and understand like, all right. When I sit in my house for two plus hours, it fucking pisses me off because my mind starts racing at that point. Like, but it's a beautiful thing. And honestly, dude, it kind of reminds me of your poem in love, love, right? So I'm going to read this poem Mm -hmm. to the people. So it says, the perk of your soul in turmoil. I love you more and more. As I learn your hurdles and highs, you are far more interesting than the girl who was just trying to find love despite being used. Now you've got a name and a history all your own. I love you to myself. Like, drop the mic on that. (laughs) Drop the mic. When I tell y'all, Andrea knows how to speak her words clearly and get the point across. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You have to get these books, ladies and gentlemen. You have to follow Andrea on Instagram. Let me go get your... I'm going to post her little Instagram in the the bio of this. Is it the bio? Is that what it's called? The bio of this podcast? But, um, the details, yes, the details. Thank you. So, her name is just <laughs> Andrea Ivana, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, oh, yeah. See, yeah, I'll just post it in here for y'all. But you need to follow her, she's the shit, she's got it all together in three poetry <laughs> books. But the third one is, um, yeah, dedicated to our inner child. I was like, oh, dear god, I'm not ready to be added. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, yeah, I know. It's my, it might be a tough read. It might be a little bit, but it's only about 25, 26 poems, like 24 or 26. So it's not going to be a lot. Um, take it little by little. If you, you know, I'll post sneak peeks once it's printed and things like that. Um, I will do a giveaway maybe um, when that comes out as well. Um, because I know it's hard. I don't want to force everybody to, you know, buy stuff when I know it's hard. And a lot of people aren't working. So that's why I've been doing the giveaways lately. Um, you know, it's, it's probably the last thing on their minds, you know, to buy a book and buy a poetry book from someone they don't even know, probably, you know. So it's like, you know, that's why I've been trying to do that sometimes to help everybody out. Um, so they don't have to spend the money on something that they could have spent on something else that they needed. Um, oh, you're so yeah. Y'all see, see what I'm saying? Y'all see. <laughs> <laughs> so that one, yeah. I mean, don't, don't read it if you can't just yet, girl. Like, I don't want anyone. I feel like to an extent we should force ourselves to be uncomfortable. At the same time, do take it little by little because that's definitely what my therapist is, you know, tells me, and that's what I've been trying to remind myself because I'm that kind of person to just like. When I want something done, like, I'm going to go get that shit done, like, no matter yeah. what. When I want something done, I do that shit quick. And that's to a fault, though, because I'm impulsive. Like, yes. I overthink things, but I'm also impulsive to where that's why I have all these things out now. This is why people are like, she's doing a lot. Or I'm go I went to school right after undergrad. And I'm, like, always constantly, like, it seems like I'm on my shit. But it is to a fault because I'm a perfectionist. And that is, like, it is, it is detrimental at the same time because I'm always, like, I need to do this. I need to do this. When I say I need some done, I need some done. And it's to the point where my partner or friends will be like, hey, we got to chill. Like, you can take a break. You know, like, it don't got to be done right now, whatever it is, big or small. But, yeah, I think it's just, um, it's just, yeah, I've been just trying to get a lot of stuff done. But it's just taking a, it's just remembering to take a break in that healing process is something that I've been frustrated with. Because I was like, I need to be all better. Like, it's just a, like, I keep on reminding myself, it's not a one and done thing. You are never fully, you're not ever done. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Because you are always growing. That healing process, it is beautiful. But what they, like you said, exactly. So what you said is exactly what one of my poems and what I try to tell people nowadays is that shit is not cute. That mm. shit is not pretty. That shit is just not bath like bubble baths that shit is just not going to get your hair and nails did like that's part of it but that's the physical stuff you know that's the physical stuff that's kind of towards your mental towards your self-esteem it's not just going to go you know i don't know go buy some new things whatever go rearrange your room go organize like i'm all for that kind of shit i love that shit like i love organizing i love having shit clean like it's not just doing the deep clean of your house or something or you know whatever it is going on a vacation that's cool and all but what are you doing for the soul, your spirit, that shit that's in there? Because yes. that shit matters way more than the physical body because that shit from the inside is going to manifest out. Because if your shit's not right on the inside, your outside is going to be all kinds of fucked up. Even if you think it looks all yes, good and everything, yes. it don't matter. That shit, trust me, I was fucked up for years. And my shit, like, I was always super skinny. And people used to, my mother was always like, wow, you're super skinny, stuff like that. You get to eat a lot, you know, this, that, and a third. And, like, it was a compliment. Um, but I was like, hey, I'm stressed all the time. Like, I can't gain weight. Like, I'm tired all the time. I look sick. I look sad. I look like my aura. Like, I was always trying to be happy and, like, be there for people. Yeah, like, they could see, like, I was a decent person. I was a good person, maybe. But you could see it. Like, I had friends for years until, like, last year, this year, when I finally, like, really started healing from shit. They were like, you look happy. And it's not just the fact that I'm smiling, like, physically, but you, like, not just that basic. But they can see it in the eyes because yes. it's coming from within. Eyes are the windows to shit. the soul. I'm telling you. Yep. Yep. 
Definitely. And that healing shit is no joke. And it's not it's not for the weak hearted. And if you're not ready, you're not ready and that's fine. But at the same time, don't be expecting shit to change if you're not willing to change it. If you're not trying to work on yourself, don't come to other people asking them to, you're just dragging them down. Mm-hmm. You need to be willing to do that shit yourself. Because I've seen plenty of people do that shit to themselves. And that's okay if you're not ready, but don't bring me down with you. Don't bring other people down because they don't deserve that. They got their own shit to worry about. So with that's what the hard part of being an empath is showing tough love like that. Uh, tough love oh is God. fucking hard, but that shit's necessary. So I'm going to show you tough love. I'm not going to help you. Cause you, I'm enabling you at this point. So that healing shit, you gotta, that's serious. And like that shit, that's no joke. Society will not tell you that shit, but it's a bitch. It is a bitch. And, but it's the most beautiful thing that you could ever do in the most rebellious and most biggest form and beautiful, purest form of resistance against this kind of society. Um, you know, the basic, how it was designed at least. Not against everybody, but I'm saying the system itself, how they designed it, because they designed it to be this way, to be against us. So that's the purest form of resistance that you can do and it's a it's a daily thing mm-hmm. i love it the biggest blessing you can do for yourself and the world yep. is to heal and that's that yep. on that you know what i love though is i love how i love how we went we had like our little professional moments and then oh my little latina side came out and it was like the Mario princess and me was just like bah! And then I, I can hear your little accent coming out, dude. I love that shit. That's funny. Oh, man. Hey, this is great. This is beautiful. This was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited for season two. I'm telling you, I'm coming with the raw truth. And whatever you heard about me, best believe that shit took place in the midst of my healing process. Believe what you want. You feel me? It's ugly yep. sometimes, but hey, it's all about the journey. It's all about the learning and the becoming. Andrea, my yep. girl, thank you so much for tuning in for this and being a guest speaker on this again ladies and gentlemen please go follow her on instagram send my girl some support if y'all love poetry as much as i do i'm telling you get off your rh sin stuff for a while love him you feel me but you need to support the girl and go read about some real life raw and uncut shit that you you just heard this girl's voice okay you know her now just kidding but yes please <laughs> thank tune you in. so much i appreciate it i got thank you girl you. well you have a good day i will talk you to you bless. soon bless up bye bye y'all bye thank you okay y'all so this has been great i'm super excited i even went over the allotted time that i had uh picked for this episode but hey it is what it is we speak in real raw truth Ladies and gentlemen, today, if you are struggling in any way, shape, or form, I encourage you to please speak your truth to yourself first, and then everybody else second. I love y'all so much. Welcome to season two. Let's get it rocking and popping.